0: And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live here on this Tuesday. Casey Jusquare here with Coach Brian Colley. I hope everybody is enjoying their day. We are having a good start to the day, and we certainly wish the same for everybody at home. We have a fun show coming your way. We'll be live, as always, until 1 o'clock. Knowing me, I'll probably go to about 1.05. Three <laughs> get thrown out of the studio in the um, next segment of the show. We have LCO middle school coach, Coach Keegan Pokey, on the line. We'll be chatting with Coach Pokey about the way his team is playing in advance of parish play. I had a chance to watch them play at the Raceland tournament this past week. Got to tell you, I was super impressed. Um, they they lost to Homa Junior High the game that I saw, but boy, they played Homa Junior High really close for a long time before Homa Junior High pulled away. And that, look, Homa Junior High is probably the best team in the area, so that's not a, a bad result at all. LCO played very strong, very fundamentally sound, was super impressed, and I think they're going to be a player in the LaFouche Parish Championship chase. Um, then at noon, Brian and I will talk about some different things that are happening in the world of sports leading into twelve fifteen. Yeah, when we have Gage Griffin of Central LaFouche who will be joining us his team plays a district um, doubleheader tonight. Well, his team only going to play one game, but it's part of a district doubleheader. The Trojans are back at home taking on Destrahan tonight. Big game for the boys and the girls. Trojans trying to get to 2-0 in district play. Frankly, I mean, you know the stakes. We've talked about it enough here. Uh, it's a must-win game for Central LaFouche. You're taking on a winless Destrehan team. Got to take care of business. A uh, big opportunity for them. And they're trying to... Get a big old home crowd tonight. Um, they're you know, having a really strong start to the season. Haven't played a home game in forever. They're trying to pack the gym. So if you're in the area, you're listening, you're a Central Lafouche fan, go on out, support the Trojans today, man. They certainly deserve it. Uh, so pack the place out there in Matthews. Now, we're going to start off today's show by talking about some of the matchups that we're going to have in the area tonight. But first, I want to shout out, and we do cover some middle school stuff here, I want to shout out. Homa Junior High and Oaklawn uh, Middle School for taking the co championships at the Raceland tournament, and then also want to shout out the names of the all tournament team members. We um, look man, it's always cool when we get a chance to say the names of these young men and women who make a difference at the middle school level. And uh, thanks to Coach Wiltz and Coach Tardo for sending us this list and asking us to share it on the air. We'd be more than happy to do so. Coach Tardo, uh, I got, know that dude. Yeah, say so he got some uh, some coaching blood in him, does he not? That's uh, kin to you, is not?
1: Yeah, sure is. Uh, my mom and let's say his grandma,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, stepsisters.
0: Okay, well there you go. He's doing a good job at Raceland. Um, and then Coach Wiltz, obviously, is a friend of the show. Does a great job as well. He's the athletic director. All tournament team: Amari Albert, Grand Caillou Middle School; Isaiah Dupree of I would assume LMMS is Lockport Middle School. Uh, no, that's probably not, huh? Um, we're going to figure out who LMMS is in just a second. Dante Brown, Evergreen Junior High School, um, made the all-tournament team. I-Kyrie Parker, Homa Junior High School. Zyke White, Oaklawn Middle School. That's a really good player. Remember that name. The Man Robertson, Raceland Middle School. Caden Downing, R.K. Smith Middle School. Chance Patio, Morgan City. Junior High School, Jacques Billiot, Golden Meadow Middle School, Jaden Smith, LCO Middle School, Julian Blackman, Thibodeau Middle School, and I'm pretty sure that school that I was thinking of just a second ago that I called Lockport, I think that might have been LaCache. Let me see. I got the schedule here. Man, there's no schools that started with an L who played in the tournament. I'm going to text Coach Woods. So I'm going to figure out who who it is. L-M. L-M-M-S. Isaiah Dupree. I could tell you all of the teams that played in the tournament. Did we had...
1: Montague have a team there?
0: <clears throat> yeah.
1: Lacash montague Middle School, maybe?
0: That might be it. it was montague Montague certainly was there. We had Golden Meadow, L C O Thibodeau, Middle, Raceland, Oaklawn, Evergreen, Homer Junior High, RK Smith, Morgan City, White Castle, Grand Caillou, and Montague. So I think you might be on to something there. But I'm going to send Coach T- uh, Will to text. He's usually good at getting back pretty quickly. We want to make sure that we um, shout out uh, that young man's school. But congratulations to all the young men who made the all tournament team. That was a very well run event. Uh, when you get that many middle school teams. <laughs> together in just a teeny tiny middle school gym and you fit them all in and you don't have any issues, that, that's good work. So kudos to them. Um, tonight, girls basketball score, or well not scores, but um, matchups. We've got a boy-girl district doubleheader between Central Lafouche and Destrehan. We talked about that in the beginning of the show. Central LaFouche hosting Destrehan. You'd favor the Wildcats in the girls matchup. You'd favor the Trojans in the boys matchup. But it should be fun either way to see. Because I tell you this, I saw Central LaFouche's girls on Friday against Terrebonne. They put them in running time. They're getting better rapidly. So don't count out the Trojan girls in that one. East St. John girls and boys, doubleheader, are traveling to the reservation to take on HL Bourgeois. Uh, that's Wednesday. My apologies. It's listed as Tuesday on the LHSA website. That's going to be Wednesday. So forget what I just said. They're playing tomorrow. But big old doubleheader tomorrow. On the reservation, East Saint John and H L. Bourgeois. Edna Carr traveling to the tank to take on South Lafouche. South Lafouche is currently number twenty-seven in the Division One non-select power ratings. They're undefeated at home this year. They're taking on Edna Carr. Big old game. Their car's really good, but they're not like invincible. They're just kind of like five hundred-ish, like the Tarpons are. Great chance for Coach Jenkins and her team to get a quality win taking on Edna Carr. Um, That's a big one in the tank tonight. Uh, Let's see. We've also got a district doubleheader between Thibodeau and Hanville in the jungle out in Thibodeau. The Tigers are going to be taking on the Tigers. Can uh, Ashley Barba's team get a big home win? Boy, you feel for Thibodeau. They have lost so many close games. Can they break through and get a win over Hanville tonight? And then on the boys' side, can Tony and his team get an upset victory over Hanville? That would be a big one for them. Girls basketball matchup. I don't even know who's home, but they both play in the same gym, so I guess it doesn't matter. Terrebonne and Ellender. It looks like Ellender's the home team there taking on Terrebonne. That one will be at Terrebonne High School. I think that's just a girls matchup there, 6.30 start time. Assumption is uh, getting hot. They are playing Donaldsonville on the road today in girls basketball action. Let's see. We told you about South Lafouche. Morgan City is hosting South Terrebonne. That's an opportunity for South Terrebonne to get another win. Saw Morgan City a couple nights ago. They were not all that impressive. Uh, E.D. White was scheduled to play Chappelle. That game has been canceled. Homa Christian School is traveling to take on West St. John tonight in girls action. And on the boys' side, we got Covenant Christian traveling to Vermilion Catholic in a district game, and Central Catholic traveling to take on Centerville in a district game. Okay. So now we go to the boys' scoreboard or our list of matchups for tonight. And we could tell you that, well, my LHSA app just pulled up girls' results again. But we've got a bunch of boys' matchups that are going to be noteworthy, and a lot of them are going to be repetitive because a lot of them are district doubleheaders. But again, we've got starting out in 5A, Central LaFouche and huge game for Coach Gage and his team, got to win that one. Again, East St. John and Bourgeois, that's tomorrow. That's not tonight. That's tomorrow because South Lafouche is taking on South Terrebonne tonight at the re- on the reservation. That one will begin at 7 o'clock. The Tarpons are trying to get a victory over the Gators for the second time this season. That game was supposed to be last night, but it got moved to tonight uh, because of Finn, Winter Storm Finn, that uh, caused chaos last night. Thibodeau. Hosting Hanville District Action should be a good opportunity for coach Tony and his team taking on Hanville. How about this one? This will be fun. Ellender hosting ED White tonight. That'll be um that'll be a good game. <laughs> ED White and Ellender. South LaFouche beat E.D. White, ED White and um and I mean Ellender and South LaFouche went to overtime, like you do the math there. That should be a that should be a fun one there for for coach Scott and his team. Assumption, traveling to take on Donaldsonville. I think that'll be actually a boy-girl doubleheader. We said that one just a second ago. Uh, We've also got Lutcher hosting De La Salle. Morgan City hosting Berwick. Chance for Morgan City to get a PowerPoint. Um, We talked about E.D. White. We go to 2A, home of Christian school is off tonight. And then we go to single A. We've got the district doubleheader, Central Catholic taking on Centerville. CCA taking on Vermilion Catholic. So some big matchups, man. Some big, big matchups. we got those district doubleheaders. we got some big um, games between South LaFouche and South Terrebonne and so on and so forth. Our scoreboard's going to be loaded tomorrow. I can't wait to see how some of these games shake out. What are some of the things you're looking forward to the most, brother?
1: Uh, I think that the Lady Tarpon game tonight is going to be a, a very good game. Uh, and the Corks coming in at 12-9. and 9. Uh, Looking at the Lady Tarpon schedule... They scheduled, like, 32 games, and I just looked it up. The max you can play is 34. Yep. So uh, they're playing a lot of games. uh, Kudos to Coach uh, Jenkins.
0: Yeah, that'll be a great test for them, and it'll be an opportunity to to really lock down some power points. I mentioned a second ago, Ellender and E.D. White for the boys. That'll be a big one. Coach Cornell Scott came on yesterday, and he said, hey – we're young, but our goal is to make the playoffs. And they're like 31st right now. You beat an 8 or 9, 10-win E.D. White team at home. You've got a great opportunity to move yourself up a little bit. E.D. White is going to be very disciplined. They're going to be very sound. And Ellender's going to have to execute to make you know that happen. But they're starting to get a little better. I'm curious to see the score of that one. South LaFouche kind of shocked E.D. White a little bit. That was a little bit of an upset. Now you're facing a team that is about at the level that South Lafouche is, and you're going to their place. You're going to be so curious to see the score of that one tonight.
1: Yeah, and I, I think if um, if Allendook can stop E.D. White on the inside, they're going to have to stop the, the Cardinals on the inside uh, and see if they can get out in their transition game. Uh, the South Terrebonne-South uh, Lafouche game, uh, you look on paper, you would think the Tarpons can – uh, control. They beat him already, like by twenty. Uh, we'll see. Uh, got to control the big boy. Yep. Now, well, if he's even there, uh, they got like nine. I think, from what I've seen on film, nine players on their their team, uh, and I didn't see the big guy.
0: Hey. Oh wow. Well, then that changes everything. <laughs> now,
1: look. It was the Gators have not played in almost a month. Oh. Their last game was December eighteenth, maybe. They had two games postponed. They have not played. So And so, uh, Buddy, Buddy just sent some uh a text concerning the Tennessee Titans. They have parted ways. Oh with their coach.
0: No more Vrabel. Okay. Well, well we'll definitely discuss that a little After later in the After Six seasons. Um l- let me ask you about this. Um for all the teams that are playing today. Um, that were, and, and excluding South Lafouche and South Terrebonne because they were scheduled to play yesterday. But for all the teams that were scheduled to play today that missed their walkthrough yesterday because practices got canceled, is that a concern? Or is that something that you worry about? And knowing that, hey, you know, that last little teeny tiny bit of preparation that we wanted to get, we missed. How do you try to make up for that? After school, would you have a walkthrough today? Like, how do you make up for that lost time?
1: Yeah, look, I think it can, depending on what these schools had planned for their practices. Some of them uh, were in tournaments last week, and you you give them off on Sunday. Maybe if you played three or four days in a row, you might give them off Sunday, uh, thinking you're going to have that Monday practice to put your game plan in. And all of a sudden, without any really notice, it's taken away from you. So I think... Yes, I think you, I would want to have some type of walkthrough or uh, today before the game to, uh, to put at least the game plan in uh, that one less practice. Now, if teams practice on Sunday, they may have it in. Or if they had a Friday or Saturday practice, possibly. But if not, I think it can make a difference.
0: Thibodeau to me, and and Coach Pokey, by the way, we're coming, brother. I know we're running a little bit behind, we we, we got you in just a second. Thibodeau for the girls to me tonight is is one that I'm following. They're hosting Hanville. I think that they're right up there, man. You feel for Coach Barber. They started off 5-0. Since then, they have lost by one point to North Shore, have lost by six points to Woodlawn, have lost by two points to South Lafourche, have lost by nine points to East Ascension, six points to Ponchatoula, Five points to Destrehan, two points to East St. John. They're so damn close. You know they're going to be there at the end tonight. Can they finally win a close game and get a signature win? Coach Barba, I'm feel for you and your ladies. Y'all have been so doggone close. Go and win it tonight against Honville. Great opportunity. It will be a big challenge. But, man, they have been so close. Hopefully they could find a way tonight.
1: Yeah, it's kind of tough, that situation. But you just got to remain positive and uh, keep pounding that rock. Eventually, it's going to break for you.
0: Yep, No doubt. Let's catch a break when we get back. We're going to LCO. We'll chat with their boys, basketball coach, and athletic director, Coach Keegan Pokey. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this.
3: While inventory is growing, prices are dropping at Golden Motors. Come to Golden Motors and check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado with all new technology and improved great fuel economy. Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper, or if it's just you for your daily commute, the comfort and towing capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevy Silverado at Golden Motors. 15101, Highway 3235, and Cutoff, the back road, 325 1000. Chevy, find new roads. Price is priority. Absolute Fitness wants
4: to welcome our community to come back and check us out. You'll discover an amazing environment and a friendly and welcoming staff at Absolute Fitness. We have a 12,000 square foot facility with all new top of the line equipment, new saunas, an amazing smoothie bar, personal trainers, and much, much more. Absolute Fitness offers many types of very competitive memberships, along with a dual membership with our proud partner, CrossFit Brackish. Absolute Fitness at 17092 West Main Street,
5: Water safety tips from Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. One, always designate a water watcher when children are in and around water. Two, wear your life jacket when on a boat or near open water. Three, remove toys from swimming pools when not in use. Four, empty all blow up pools and buckets of water when not in use, as children can drown in as little as two inches of water. Five, check the water first if a child goes missing. Six, stay off and away from the rock jetties. And number seven, swimming lessons can reduce drownings by 88%. Learn to swim.
6: There's
3: no combination of words I could put on the back of a postcard. No song that I could sing. Welcome back to yes.
0: Play by Play here. Hope everybody is enjoying themselves. Um, you should sing that song. I could absolutely sing that song if you need me to. Uh, but I think we would lose some of our audience if we did. Let's go to we the <laughs> And we have uh, LCO Middle School Boys Basketball Coach and Athletic Director, Coach Keegan Pokey, on the line. Coach, good morning, buddy. How we doing today, man? I'm
7: doing well, Casey. So what about you, guys?
0: Good, dude. Good. Look, I had a chance to see your team for the first time this season uh, take on Homa Junior High School over at the Raceland Tournament. The final score, I don't think, was indicative of the way that you guys played for two and a half, three quarters. That was a very close, very competitive game. They separated a little bit late. Um, as for the weekend, you guys go one and two there, and you're now seven and five on the season. Uh, talk about the way you guys played this weekend, man.
7: Yeah, you know, uh, coming from a big break, um, it was kind of expected to see a little bit of a rust in the areas that, you know, we, uh, we want to get better in. And, uh, Started out Friday. We started out Friday with it. it looked like we we've been playing all all Christmas break. We played really well. We we introduced a couple of new things: uh, half court press. We pushed the ball extremely well. We finished really well uh, in the game against Golden to Metal. And then we came back on Saturday. We played a very athletic Morgan City team, um, and we had in every opportunity to win the game. And then some some things came up about late that went ahead and uh, I'm not going to say changed the outcome of the game, but it dictated a little bit of what what happened towards the end, and uh, we ended up losing by one on a buzzer beater from a – or not buzzer beater, but four seconds left, one of their kids hit a, a really big shot for them Them guys, hit a three-pointer, to put them up by one, and we ended up losing that one. But uh, every game, every game we're focusing on one thing at a time, and uh, we felt like we, we needed to be stronger with the ball going into the Market City game, that once the ball's in our hands, is ours. And I, I think we handled their pressure as best as what we – had all year against teams that would put pressure on us. I think we, uh, we got better at times on the little things that we need to get better in. And we, we understand as a, uh, as a team, we're not there yet. But uh, we're moving forward. We're going to keep on moving forward. We got Parrish play that start on Thursday against 6 4.
0: Well, Coach, something about your answer there angered somebody in the
7: background. <laughs> yeah, man. Dad Duty's called today. I got my oldest one, got strep and flu.
0: So uh, I'm stuck home today taking care of uh, my little girl. Oh, sorry to hear that, man. But look, dude, um, you guys took on home junior high. And, and look, I, I heard some of the circumstances of the Morgan City game, maybe some questionable calls here and there, whatever it may be. But the fact is, your guys never hung their heads. They came out and they bounced back right away. And for two and a half quarters, you guys were in the lead. They made the big run there at the end. But dude, I'm sure you got to be telling your guys because I think Homer Junior High is probably the best team in this area. You got to be telling your guys now, hey, look, dude, when we execute and we when we do our stuff, we're as good as anybody. Because dude, you had them on the ropes, you had a lead in the second half, had them on their heels, just didn't finish it. But you have two and a half quarters worth of tape to show your guys of hey, we're every bit as good as those guys when we execute.
7: Yeah, and uh, what you said was perfect. That These kids that I have right now, is a special group. And it seems like I've been saying that for the last three or four years. But uh, something different about these guys, no matter what that, what happens, to play before, and I always stress that because that's what's great about the game of basketball. You can make a mistake, and then you can half a second later steal the ball right back or, or get a rebound and go up with it. But these guys never uh, hang their heads. No matter what the situation might be, they're always positive. Uh, I really think that comes from leadership. Uh, one of our captains on the team, Kobe Cantrell right now is taking that role of the leadership. He's doing a great job leading our kids in the right direction. And uh yeah, absolutely. They uh when we when we left the locker room on Saturday we, we left on a positive note and I think today when we get back to practice I think you'll see that too as well and you'll see the confidence start to build into Thursday.
1: Coach, when you're putting your game plans together, uh and knowing when you're playing in, playing in different gyms. Does the court size or just like the gym size uh, makes a difference in how you're going to either attack teams or how uh, you think they might attack you?
7: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, prime prime example, the last couple of years when we played that go-to-metal LCO game on Salafusha's court at the end of the year, it takes about like a, a quarter and a half, it seems like, for us to get used to just the the – length of the court, the width of the court. Um, <clears throat> same thing, well, this year is, is going to help us out tremendously. Well, a couple years back when we had Terrence Peach here and all, we were playing against West Thibodeau at West Thibodeau, it was hard to get any kind of offense because their length was so well and their their zone defense. So it's going to be a little bit different over there this year too as well, being that we, we're going to be playing on a bare court. But, yeah, it, it, can we press? Can Are they going to press? press or are we going to widen them out? Can we push and transition? All those things. And there's only a few courts left, it seems like, the race in the four Gym, our gym a little bit too as well. Uh, it's kind of small. But, yeah, absolutely, it comes down to uh, pretty much the, the tempo of the game how, or how can they prevent uh, a few things happening for us and how we could prevent a few things for them.
0: Coach, I gotta tell you, you know, in years past, it felt like there was that one clear-cut favorite. Last year, it was Raceland, and you know, kind of everybody going in knew they were far and away ahead of everybody else. It doesn't feel like that this year. You know, Raceland is is not as good this year as they have been in years past. I've seen Thibodeau Middle School; they're really good, but they're not invincible. I've seen you guys; you guys are really strong. It feels like it's as wide open for the Parish race as it's been in a long time, and you guys are in the mix there.
7: Yeah, that's that's our mindset moving forward. You know, um, I think last year we had a great mindset going into the Raceland game. I know last year we came out second in Parish, but those kids truly believe we could beat Raceland going into Raceland, and we had them about. Or we had an opportunity for about three, three and a half quarters, and then they pulled away late. I think this year too, as well, it's a kind of similar situation to what we had last year. Uh, Thibodeau beat us twice so far, and it's kind of decisive wins by them. But I don't think we lost confidence. I think I think the kids, and I kind of told them that. Uh, practice is over the break, guys. You're really going to see our transitioning of a, a better team from us starting now. You're going to start seeing the develop because uh, our we. I mean. We've been practicing for two months now. We we know what we expect from each other. And now we can start putting some different things that uh, could maybe move or improve our game in, in general. And uh, I, I really think you are going to start seeing our biggest growth going into the, the Parrish play this year.
0: Tell me about Jaden Smith, man. He's a big boy in the middle. He's very skilled. You can see he's still a little bit raw, but is a really good athlete. And, boy, just feels like a sponge. It's probably one of those kids that, Every week, you see him do something that he couldn't do before. He just keeps getting better and better, doesn't
7: he? Yeah, man. Jaden Smith's unbelievable. He's His second year playing basketball, uh, organized basketball, and uh, the way he attacks the ball, his touch. Um, since I've been coaching at LCO, I- as a big to have that touch is something that's uh, it's awesome to see as a coach. He he knocks down free throws often. Uh, a very polite kid, probably the most respectful kid that I've ever been around. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. His grades are unbelievable. Always willing to improve, always willing to ask questions, and it's always for the betterment of the team. Uh, I cannot ask for a better kid on our team, and that goes for a lot of those kids. Um, I'm just happy. I'm proud to be their coach, and I'm very thankful. And uh, moving forward, man, to see him develop and continue to see him develop, I'm going to be a proud one to just be a part of that program
0: what's next man i know you say you get back on practice today uh when's the next time you guys take the floor
7: so we play thursday at six ward and then this weekend we start on friday we got our student body game against lockport and that kicks off our tournament that we're going to have our cowbell battle down the bayou tournament that starts on uh well it starts with a student body game on friday and then it continues all the way until saturday
0: that is cool as hell dude i didn't realize you guys were doing that you're playing so you're playing lockport during the school day and the students will be in it dude that's that's awesome bro tell us about the idea and how that came about
7: well when i was in school we we kind of did it too and then with uh with me coming over i think we did it my first year too as well i think the uh, girls played lockport at our gym and then uh we played lockport at their gym so we always try to mix it up a little bit it's uh it's a different environment for the kids to play in. It's a cool environment. Last year was an intense battle between uh, uh our girls versus Lockport girls. So it's just something that we do every year, give the kids the experience, you know. And uh a lot I, still to to this day I remember watching my wife now play in their student body game. So as as a kid, not only the basketball players are gonna remember this moment for a while, I think the student is gonna remember too as well.
1: Well coach, if you need help for uh, for the tournament, uh Give me a call.
7: Yes, sir. we Will do.
0: There you go, man. Hey, look, before we let you go, last question. What are some goals that you have for the week? It sounds like it's a busy week for the Bulldogs. What are some things you're hoping to see?
7: I just want to see improvement uh, on, you know, a few different areas. Improvement with uh, turnovers. Um, I, I feel like sometimes we still turn over the ball a little bit too much. But uh, just hand the ball, and that's going to come. You know, middle school kids, they're still going to make mistakes. It's kind of one of those things you still see on the high school level. Uh, but just this, this handling the ball, um, making sure I'm looking before a pass and taking care of the ball once the ball's in my my hands is mine.
0: Let me ask you this, dude, and this, we'll, we'll leave you with this. Brian and I have been debating this throughout the course of the week, and, and so has everybody, but it's been such a controversial thing. You're also a football coach. What would you do if you said, hey, kneel down, and then your boys didn't kneel down and scored a touchdown? What would be your reaction to that?
7: Phew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, pretty much exactly what Coach Kali, I was listening to y'all on the radio. Coach Kali said, I would have, uh, you're here, a buzzer ring off, and you have five new subs. Um, <laughs> but if I was in their position, and I, I'm starting to see, I mean, there's like one guy that doesn't agree uh, with pretty much what everyone else is agreeing with. But he definitely would not be on the team, uh, especially in that professional level. Like, if, you, uh, if you're if making that much level of money and I'm your, your coach, uh, you still got a level of respect that should be had. So, uh yeah, and then it seems like all the, the players are backing him, too, as well. So, if I was the GM, I would probably fire the coach. If I was the uh, coach, I would probably uh, kick the play off the team.
0: Hey, yeah, yeah. Have a good one, bro. Sorry about the little ones being sick. Hopefully they feel better soon. Thanks for the time, man.
7: I appreciate it, man. Yeah, take care.
0: Yep, there's Coach Keegan Pokey doing a good job, as always. They're good, man. When they play with, with that confidence and that poise, they had home a junior high on the ropes for two and a half quarters. Now, they did, Homer Jr. Hyde did respond and go in like a 16 0 run or something like that and took control of the game. The kid that I asked him about, Jaden Smith, he, you could tell that it's a little bit raw. You could tell he doesn't have the polish. He's got a motor, he's got a big body, he's a super athlete. And then you combine that with like the shooting of a Kobe Cantrell and, you know, the play of a Kai Gidry and. They've got a really strong team, and I do believe that they're going to be in position when the Paris Championship chase begins. I think they're going to be one of the teams that's going to be in the mix with everybody else.
1: Yeah, look, Coach Polk is going to do his job. He's going to go out and scout these teams. He's going to play, and he's going to put his kids in the best situation to, to win games. And uh, the question I was asking him about the court size, because Raceland's court just and the gym just looks a lot smaller. And oh, yeah. when when you, <laughs> you have these athletes... They can cover that court quick, so fundamentals come into play big time. Where you cannot like make these long passes because they can react and steal the ball. Uh, it, it's got to be these short passes, and especially when you uh, breaking pressure. I mean, uh, how you break double teams and short passes and all. To and uh, it, it kind of got away from them a little bit in that Raceland game. Was it? Uh, yeah, it was Raceland? No, uh,
0: Homer Junior High.
1: Homer Junior High. Yes, sir. And um, they went on that little run and just extended. It was a close game for most of it. But uh, he's going to do a good job, and his teams will be ready to play. There's there's no doubt.
0: So they got sixth ward on Thursday, and we'll see. uh, I would expect them to uh, be probably favored in that one, and hopefully they could start to build some momentum. Dude, how cool is that? They're going to play Lockport on Friday with their classmates watching the game. I think that's so cool. Such an opportunity to build some school spirit because look, man, look, let's be honest. Um, not every student is gonna have a mom or a dad that is gonna be willing to bring their child to because that's the thing with middle school, man. Like high school, the kids could just drive themselves by and large, or they could, you know, piggyback with a buddy who drives and get to the games middle school you need like a parent to be an active participant not everybody has that the fact that now the students that want to go and watch a game are gonna get the chance to is really really awesome um coach loop and Lockport you're coming into a rowdy environment it's gonna be it's gonna be a loud gym and but I think that's a really really cool thing and Keegan touched on it there at the end a game that they're going to remember for the rest of their lives dude that's what it's all about that, that's awesome as heck man and yeah. I know they're going to do a great job this weekend at their tournament
1: years ago that was pretty much the norm if you have a tournament you start one game early uh during school time and you would play then it kind of got away from that a little bit where uh depending on the administration and uh with the school board sometimes they didn't uh they didn't allow it during uh class time now I see it's a good thing. It's, it's great to play in front of the student body. And now um, it seems like they're letting them do it now, which is uh, it's great for everyone involved.
0: Got an answer, by the way. Uh, thanks to Coach Wiltz for the clarification. The young man, and I'll shout out the name again just for clarity, um, Isaiah Dupree. That is Lacash and Montague Middle School. So just as we thought, uh, they, they merge for athletics. So Isaiah Dupree, all-tournament team for Lakash Montague, Middles. No, oh, we thought. You thought. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's catch a break. When we get back, uh, we've got some things to talk about. Uh, Shannon Sharp said some things. We've got a rant about Peacock to play. Um, very interesting things happening in the NFL with Mike Vrabel getting canned from Tennessee. All that leading into Gage at 12-15. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this.
8: When you're sick, you want to be close to home. World-class medicine doesn't require a trip to the city because the best care is close to home at Thibodeau Regional. We're continually adding new services, and our team of physicians has grown to more than 250.
7: That's a lot of doctors.
8: More doctors, more services, treating more conditions.
7: And keeping more families healthy.
8: World-class
2: medicine, right here, close to home at Thibodeau Regional
6: if you're looking to get a new car you could really cut expenses by bundling your car and renters insurance with progressive sure you love your old car but you know it's not normal to give instructions on how to open the window it should be self-explanatory but it's not and notice how when you're in other people's cars you can feel cushion in the seats that's pretty nice right no it's just normal so bundle your renters and car insurance with progressive and put the savings toward a new car it's time Progressive Future insurance company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. Not available in all
2: states. Here's a word from Pastor Rick Warren.
6: You can go 40 days without food. You can go about eight days without water. You can go, uh, I don't know, I think about three minutes without air at the maximum. But you can't go one second without hope. You cannot live without hope.
4: Get hope every day from Rick Warren at dailyhoperadio.com. That's dailyhoperadio.com.
0: Welcome back to Play by Play. We thank Coach Keegan Pokey for his time in the last segment of the show. Um, And we are going to be getting Coach Gage Griffin with Central Lafouche in the next segment of the show. So, um... Look, man, we got a couple of NFL-related things to to talk about here. Shannon Sharp has been, by and large, by the way, like, man, it drives me off the wall. I'm going to try to be careful with how I say this. I don't think that the local media, in terms of statewide local media, does a very good job covering the Saints or the Pelicans, for that matter. They just kind of want to be buddy-buddies with the coaches, and they don't really tell the truth. So a lot of them are kind of defending the way that the team handled the situation. And, oh, man, you know. I give credit to Ed Daniels. He was questioning Jameis Winston and um, doing what I think a professional should do. On the national stage, it's been a little different. The response has been a little bit different, and Shannon Sharp was extremely vocal about how if he were running a team, Jameis Winston would no longer be on his roster. Shannon Sharp had the following things to say yesterday. Um, It echoes a lot of how I feel, and it echoes a lot of how Coach feels, so let's, let's listen to this. This explains why Jameis Winston
3: is not in Tampa. This is why it explains why Jameis Winston will never be what people wanted him to be because of this. What? The coach called victory formation. He said it was a team decision. What team? There were more no defensive players on the field. So, so the team is just offense now? No, I mean the
8: offense that was on the field at the time. That's
3: not a team. We want to get a touchdown for brother for, for brother Jamal. You see what happens when you go roll. Now, this explains why Baker Mayfield was basically able to take the same team that Jameis Winston has and make the playoff, and Jameis couldn't. And i been on that field. When Jameis did that, I'd have jumped off sides on purpose and backed it up. That's why Jameis isn't a winner, you know?
0: Well, there was a little more, but my phone apparently froze. But basically, long story short, he wraps up the video by saying they should release him. He shouldn't be part of the team anymore. He went rogue. He did, you know, opposite of what the coach told him to do. Shannon Sharp said, hey, I would have jumped off sides. This would have never happened. But here's the alarming thing about this. And we've got it, we've got a rant about Peacock that we'll get to in just a second because that's also ridiculous. Here's the alarming thing. No one in the locker room at all has come out and said, Hey, this was wrong. Why did we do this? And everyone is going against the coach. And now, apparently, today the Saints had a one hour powwow where Dennis Allen met with the players and they discussed how they had to change their culture going forward. And da 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 da. da. Coach, the whole reason why Dennis Allen was hired was with the idea of hey, we're going to keep the Sean Payton culture going. Now, two years into it, your culture sucks, apparently, if you're having this meeting. Why is he still there? The only reason why he was retained was because, hey, we're going to keep the Sean Payton vibes going. This guy knows what it was like two years into it. It's broken. Why in the hell is he still there? Look, Dennis
1: Allen is in a situation. It's, it's no win for him right now. Uh, if he would come out and say, we cannot have this, Winston, you're gone. The players... He's going to lose the team. Yes. If he sits back and does nothing... He's going to lose the team. It, so it's... <laughs> and, and, and the players have to realize... I, I understand. Okay, we want to get him a touchdown. You had 16 games, 17 games to get him a touchdown. You could not. So you're going to go... And we mentioned this yesterday. Go in a regular formation and run a damn play. Yes. and Instead, yeah, Ken, and look, victory. For, nobody got hurt, this and that. Uh, spurred a moment, something happened real quick. I, I get all that. but But still, Dennis Allen was embarrassed after that game when he was attacked by Atlanta's coach. And he didn't deserve to be. He called victory, and I mean, what... Now, Shannon Sharp, I would have jumped up. It happened too quick. I don't think he would have. It's good to say it, he would have, and I wish somebody would have.
0: <laughs> right,
1: you know. But um, it, it's a bad situation.
0: So, so here's the thing, man. Um, I'm trying to think of the right way to 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 say this. Now, now, New Orleans apparently is looking at John Gruden to be a member of the staff. John Gruden was asked to leave Las Vegas for some very bad things that he wrote. I actually Googled and did some research into actually what he said. Yeah, it was not, not the best stuff. Um, so they're trying to bring him in. Um, I don't know, dude, this, this whole thing is, is very weird. This whole thing is, is kind of icky to me. And as you said, I think it's a no win situation because, if he tries to drop the hammer down, I think he's going to lose cred in the locker room. But I don't think he has any to begin with. So if he does nothing, I don't think he's going to gain anything. I think if he does nothing, he's letting the inmates know that they run the asylum one way or the other. Um, that's a rough, rough situation, dude. I man, I, I hate to, I hate to like be so strong-armed about it, but you did win the game by like a zillion, and you did play well. But that's a really, really sour note, man. That's a tough one for them to deal with.
1: I think he's doing the only thing he can do. Have that meeting and say, look, moving on, this can't happen. And, and, and move on from it because anything else, it's he lost the team.
0: Would the players have defied Sean Payton like that? I, I would say no. I don't think so. Now I will say this: I think Sean would have if look. Here's here's another wrinkle to this, right? Okay, as a coach, part of your job is to represent your guys and the best interest of your guys. If the whole team is so dead set on getting Jamal Williams a touchdown, then just run a damn play and get him a touchdown. Because here's what's going to happen now, bro. And for look, you and I are the outliers, right? Most of the Saints fans disagree with what we're saying right now. They're throwing tomatoes at their radio. They're saying that, well, they're saying I'm a hater, and they're saying that you're old school or whatever it is that they're saying. But here's what's going to happen now, Coach, and whenever it does happen, I don't want to hear anybody complaining and whining and screaming. Next year, the Saints are going to line up to take a knee, either at the end of the game or at the end of a half. And the defensive line is going to blow up the offensive line and knock them all on their asses and somebody's going to get hurt. And when it happens, do not say a word because now that's the precedent that they set is that we don't trust you guys to actually take a knee when you say you are and they're going to get one of their own linemen hurt because the defensive line is going to fire out and knock them on their asses off of the ball. And when that happens, I don't want to hear anybody saying a word about how it's dirty or it's wrong, because that's what they're going to deserve after the precedent that they set on Sunday. Yeah, and,
1: and don't get me. It's because of the Falcons. They would have done it against anyone because they wanted to get him a t- What does a touchdown mean
0: at the end of the season like this? If you ain't got a touchdown in 16 games, three quarters, and, and 13 minutes, you maybe you don't deserve one. Early in the game, you were inside the 10. You had a chance to get him the touchdown.
1: Why not work hard and block and and don't get holding calls and and, and get him a touchdown then?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. It,
1: it, to me, it's embarrassing for the organization that it happened. And I, I get Spurred a moment, something happened real quick. People didn't think about anything else. Just that's all they had on their mind. The repercussions. They didn't worry about get him the touchdown. If the Atlanta coach Smith does not act the way like he did after that game, do you think we're talking about this?
0: Not as much as we are. Um, not as much as we are, but I'm glad that he was angry because that's that was BS. I, I I'm glad that he took even knowing that he was out the door. I'm glad that he took offense to it the way that he did because he had his guys back. He you know even though hey it's my last game, I I got my my dudes back. I'm gonna speak out on behalf of my dudes and and I respect that.
1: I yeah. Then, okay. Didn't the Saints kick off to you? Get the ball fumble like give it right back to the Saints. Here, go score again. Yeah.
0: yeah get him another touchdown. <laughs>
1: Yeah, (laughs) let's get them two
0: touchdowns. (laughs) Um, We ran it a little bit yesterday about the fact that on Saturday, one of the premier, and hell, I think the premier, playoff game of the weekend is going to be the Chiefs taking on the Dolphins, a game that you can't watch on NBC, a game that you can't watch on Fox, a game that you can't watch on CBS or ESPN, exclusively on Peacock, which is NBC's streaming service. I think this is the most ridiculous thing that I have ever seen. And I say this, again, knowing that I am a Peacock subscriber. I'm going to be able to watch the game. But the fact that there are going to be people who are excluded or who are going to be asked to pay the 5 $6 a month to watch is absurd. Had a rant. I don't know exactly who it was that was saying it, but it echoes a lot of our sentiments. Coach, fire that away, brother, because um, I think I a lot of folks need quick. to hear this. We'll get the name of the person that's speaking um, because, man, this is dangerous territory where we're going to start to put these games on apps and streaming services and make people pay money. NFL should not be pay-per-view, man. This is a multi-billion-dollar business. NFL should not be pay-per-view. Man. Yeah, Mike
1: Francesca.
0: Mike Francesca. Okay, let, let, let's roll it. Let's see what he had to say.
1: See. Hopefully we can get this
9: gone At its fan oh, yeah. base and just make another greedy reach for another bundle of money like they need it and now we have the Peacock Playoff exclusive, that you have to pay for. How many people in America don't have cable TV? How many people in America don't have smart TV? How many people in America don't even know what streaming is, no less finding streaming or willing to pay an extra amount to get a playoff game? This is a joke that the NFL would do this with their playoff product. It's bad enough they would do it with a regular season game on a Thursday night or do it with a regular season game on a Saturday. But to do it with a playoff game is the biggest slap in the face to their national fan base. People wait all year for these playoff games. They love these playoff games, and you're going to now charge them extra for a playoff game? They don't give enough. You don't make enough. The word is that the NFL got $110 million from to stream this game. From Peacock, they got $110 million to stream this one game exclusively on Peacock. That's it. Is this the wave of the future? They're going to have a hard time doing it with playoff games because there's going to be a tremendous fallout from this, and there should be, because it is the utter, utterly disgraceful, greedy reach by the NFL. Like they don't make enough money. Like their fans don't go into their pocket for jerseys, for all kinds of NFL merchandise, for tickets that are very expensive across the country. They don't show up and are there religiously every Sunday, and now you're going to charge them for a playoff game? It is the ultimate slap in the face to the best and most ardent and the most dramatically... Important fan base in America. Nobody gets the ratings. Not even close of what the NFL gets. And it's never enough. Anytime they can find another pile of money to grab, they grab it with both hands. And it never stops. And I hope the outcry from this is as dramatic and as negative as I think it will be. Now back to the game Sunday.
0: I don't I don't think that enough people realize and I think that the uh, the backlash on Saturday when people realize hey the Dolphins are playing the Chiefs and I can't catch it is going to be big but man that's that's probably the most intriguing and exciting playoff game of the weekend and you have to have an app to watch it. And look, I'll say this even as a peacock subscriber, I think it sucks because like I talked about yesterday, when you're in an app, you can't change the channel, you can't flip around, you can't do you're locked into that app. You have to keep it on for three hours straight. No channel changes. You gotta watch the commercial. It's a mess, man. That there's no way we should be doing this to the fans. It's a every team makes billions with a B in revenue. And we need somebody's 5 or $6 a month to watch the game on Peacock? That's a joke, man.
1: It is, and it's it's only the beginning. It's only the start of this nonsense.
0: Oh, my goodness. But anyway, let's catch a break. When we get back, we got Gage Griffin. Gage, if you're listening, I promise you, we'll get to you. Uh, his team's got a big one with Destrahan today. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this.
3: While inventory is growing, prices are dropping at Golden Motors. Come to Golden Motors and check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado with all new technology and improved great fuel economy. Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper, or if it's just you for your daily commute, the comfort and towing capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevy Silverado at Golden Motors. 15101, Highway 3235, and Cutoff, the back road, 325 1000. Chevy, find new roads. Price is priority.
8: No be on
6: it's Mardi Gras time and Joe's Septic Contractors would like to let everyone know that there is still time to call in your orders for portable toilets and hand wash stations. You can order 23610 and 18 stall restroom trailers from everyone at Joe's Septic Contractors. Have a happy and safe Mardi Gras. Call 985-632-5592 or visit joeseptic.com.
8: No way.
2: No Wake Outfitters is the best fly shop and paddle sports dealer in Metairie. But we offer so much more. We can prepare you for hunting season with Lamco Game Feeders and functional, comfortable camo wear from Duck Camp. And we outfit kayaks to get you in those shallow duck ponds and keep you camouflaged. Let our knowledgeable staff help you have your best season. Also offering Duck Camp and Orvis outdoor apparel for men and women. Check out the exclusive brands like Rugged Road, Turtle Box, New Canoe, Old Town, and more. No Wake Outfitters. 1926 Airline
3: Drive. Start your day off with a fresh-brewed cup of Mellow Joy, the original Cajun coffee company since 1936. It brings members to Louisiana's rich culture. Available in dark, medium roast, decaf, and full line of flavored specialty coffees. Mellow Joy is available in selected grocery stores in your area. To begin receiving Mellow Joy at your office, call one 86 mellowjoy C'est le café du Mellow Joy. c'est du plus joie. Shoes, shoes, please.
0: Welcome back to Play by Play, Gage. I don't know if you're able to hear the intro music that got you into the show, but we just played some Alpha Academy. Uh, the Central Lafourche Trojans are red hot. They're playing some good basketball. We got to pipe them up here, Coach. Good afternoon. How we doing, brother?
5: Oh, good afternoon. I'm
0: doing wonderful. And I heard the music. Love the intro. Give us a good shoosh. <laughs> shoosh? <laughs>
5: oh, shoosh, please.
0: Yes, yes. Look, your, team, your team's Your team got a, a, a very um, fun night for you all tonight. Gage, I didn't realize this. I know that you had told me on Friday, like, hey, we're super excited to be back home and, and everything. Yeah. I thought that you know maybe it had just been like a little road trip. No, you guys have not played a home game all year. Uh, You had one with Crescent City that was canceled. This is your first time playing in your home gym, coming off of a 15-game stretch where you guys have been super good. Dude, it's going to be a big night for your team tonight, man.
5: Yes, it really is. I know the guys are really excited. Um, Like we've been talking about, i got this giant senior group. They love playing their home games, and now having that winning record going into the first one, I'm hoping we have a packed house tonight. I hope it makes a good night playing Destrehan. I hope we come out ready to play and we can get the win.
0: We've talked about this on this show for several weeks now. Brian and I talk often about how, hey, in our local 5A district, the instinct is always to say, well, the biggest games of the year will be Central Lafourche and Bourgeois, Bourgeois and Hanville and all that. And those games are going to be huge. There's no doubt about that. But the biggest two games for everybody in the district are the two games with Destrehan. You cannot lose to a zero and fifteen opponent in Division One non-select without catapulting several spots. I'm sure your team understands the significance of today and how important it is that you take care of business against an opponent that you're favored to beat.
5: Yes, and it's a very big game. And that's what I told the guys on Sunday we weren't able to practice yesterday with all the weather. I told them guys, you got to treat this like this is your championship game, and don't look at the record because they're much better than a 0-15 team anyway. Um, I've seen them play before; they got some talent on their team. Um, if we slip up tonight, if we think oh we're just going to win because of what their record is, they they could upset us. They're they're going to upset somebody in this district this year. and We've said before anything could happen. We can't have that be us tonight. This needs to be treated like the biggest game of our season. And what better way than the first home game of the year?
0: Brian and I were talking about um, just the scheduling of how everything went down. As you guys ideally yesterday would have had a little bit of a walkthrough or maybe a lighter practice or whatever to get ready. Of course, the, the storm had different plans, and you guys were not able to get after it. Do you maybe have a walkthrough after school? Like, How do you make up for the lost time, or is it a situation where you just say, hey, you know what, I like what we did on Sunday, let's just go roll?
5: Yeah, so usually on game days at home like this, because they got girls JV, and girls varsity, then uh, I would get them to come back for 5 o'clock, and we just kind of go shoot around another gym. But today, I'm making them come back at 4 o'clock since we didn't get to do anything yesterday. We'll talk some more game plan, uh, walk through again, and then they'll be able to shoot. So we're going to adjust a little bit more to get some more preparation that we weren't able to do yesterday. But I think we'll be ready to go. Um, as a district team, we know them well, even though they're a little bit different than last year. But I think it'll be pretty much the same pace as we usually go at.
0: I really hope for for you guys' sake that it's a big old crowd, and I hope the student body understands and appreciates what the start that you all have had with an 11 and 4 record and 1 and 0 in district mm-hmm. play. What's the buzz like? You're at campus every day, Are some of the non basketball players? Like, are they excited? Are you expecting a big crowd tonight?
5: I I really am and I hope it comes true. They you got know, people that tell you they're coming, they you got know, people that are like, Oh, I'm gonna try and I'm like, Come on, you got to. The first big one. You wanna be there and the atmosphere, regardless of what we have, is gonna be crazy. I know you were there at Terrebonne the other night. Towards the end of that game, our crowd that was there started coming alive yep. from someone else's building. So if they're able to bring that tonight with more people and the student body, they've been saying, Oh man, 11-4? and four? Y'all like really good. I'm like, yeah, come on, bring your friends. <laughs> and uh, it's been a good buzz because the teachers around campus are starting to see it as well. We get the announcements every morning, and they're like, man, I've been hearing you guys are doing good. Should I come check you out? Of course you should. But uh, I think we'll have a good crowd tonight. And we got the PA system starting to getting announced. It's going to be a fun night.
0: That's awesome, man. And look, I was not in your locker room after the win against Terrebonne, but I was standing outside of it, and that was close enough. I could hear you were uh, very vocal and having a, a very spirited discussion with your team. Your team was very fired up. Dude, it feels like a group that right now, and I get it, winning solves a lot of different things, but it feels like a group that right now is a lot of fun to be around. You guys have a lot of fun together, don't you?
5: Yes, absolutely. And I tell them all the time I want nobody else. I want the group I have. I want to make it with these guys. And we've been building that fund, started last year. And, man, it's just a great environment to be around. Yes, the winning solves everything. But even the way when they go down, the way they pick themselves back up, we go down in that Terrebonne game by six. I go and give them an example. say, guys, last year you were down 18 in this same building, and you came back and won. Like, it ain't over yet. They pick themselves up. They rally back, Bench. The bench got into the game as well, pumping everybody up. And when we got in that locker room, it became celebration. But to let them know, we're not done yet. we got a lot more to come. And it starts tonight.
0: Man, look, you and I kind of sort of talked a little bit about this, um, just kind of off the air, just in private, is that you guys are one of the few districts that still does two rounds. I think – Uh, just looking at this district, that this is a district that's perfect for an end-of-season tournament. Bro, can you imagine a winner-go-home, March Madness-style tournament with Central Lafourche, HL Bourgeois, East St. John, Hanville, Terrebonne, Thibodeau? That would be great entertainment in the future if that idea was proposed to you all. Would you guys be in favor of breaking this out and doing almost like a conference tournament there at the end of the year?
5: Honestly, that would be one of the craziest things, but it'd be wonderful. It'd have great competition. It would be anybody's game. And, like, usually every year the districts are stacked, like every team in the district. is like you never know who's going to win. You don't know who from the bottom could come up. Um, HL was semi-young last year, and they were ranked lower than they should have been, but they go and beat the district leader, Hornville, twice last year. Yeah. So, like, it's always something crazy that happens. And in the tournament, if you're having a rough start to your year, that could go and bring you up all of a sudden. It would keep the kids involved the whole way through. That would definitely be something that would interest me. And uh, it'd be fun to talk about.
0: No, look, we we talk about the, the district schedule. You guys got a big old game on Saturday. You play East St. John Friday at your place, then got a big old game against Covington on Saturday at your place. Eight win team, chance to earn some points. That's an interesting uh, decision to schedule them there. Talk about that. That's a huge one for your team. I know you're approaching it one game at a time, and that's three games from now, but it is a big PowerPoint earning opportunity over the weekend for your crew.
5: It is, and that's why we did it. uh, We need to get that win. I told the guys, I said, if you go start this off district season, 4-0 in district and get that Covington win, that's going to prop you up big time. Because the ultimate goal, we're trying to get that home playoff game now. So if we could rack up some wins, that's going to start building to that. And the Covington game, it kind of worked well there because it's three home games in one week. It's not like we're traveling every day, and then you've got to come back and play that. And it's similar to like a tournament style. Tournament style, you go and play two or three games in a row day by day. So we'll be ready to go with that. It's a big game. I think this is going to be the week we see what our guys really got.
1: Coach, where are you, your team stands health-wise?
5: Um, health wise, we're looking much better. Um, we're gonna be getting Bleed Just Claire back tonight. Um, Evan was banged up after Friday, he's good to go. I don't I should have my full roster ready to roll. Stamina wise, they should be good. They had the day off yesterday, whether I wanted it or not. <laughs> but uh we we gotta be ready.
0: Did you watch Raw last night?
5: Oh, you know I did.
0: Dude, I'm, I'm starting, to, starting to get the, the idea that, that CM Punk might win the Royal Rumble. Dude, they might throw a curveball at us, man. What do you think?
5: I really think it could happen. And uh, The thing I hope doesn't happen, though, no, I hope he's not entry number 30 and wins it. If he's going to win it, put him in there towards the middle, see what he got, see if he can last. Because uh, I think the crowd still needs to get behind him. They need to see him do something, and then they're going to like that comeback story. Right now, it's just kind of the aura, but it'll wear off if you don't do nothing big. But I like what they did with Drew McIntyre. and him Yeah. And I've never seen that before.
0: Uh, when are we getting Dwayne again, man? When are we going to see The Rock again?
5: I'm starting to think either at the end of the Fatal 4-Way match, he's going to come out, or he'll come out the SmackDown after the Royal Rumble
0: mm-hmm cannot oh, wait I'm to see january can't wait to see brother hey, look, look, i gotta ask you this uh, i know they're coming to new orleans a little later this month you got you got your tickets man y'all go and make the trip
5: oh dude i wish i got a freshman game i'm gonna be at
0: oh no, no, duty no, no. calls I, I got you, man well look thanks so much hey. for the time good luck today brother
5: hey before i go i need brian to give me a yeah
0: yeah yeah. There we go. <laughs> have, a, have a great rest of the day, Gage. Yep, yep that is Coach Griffin. Coach Griffin's got you saying the, the LA night stuff, man.
1: Man, I, I've been giving some yes.
0: You were very – Yeah. You, you earned a fan yesterday. We have a guy who's a friend of mine, former colleague of mine, uh, by the name of Jonah who listens every day, who's a big wrestling fan. And the fact that you knew Finn Balor when we were talking about the winter storm earned you some some cool points with our uh, one of our big fans, Jonah. So kudos to that, man. Yeah, man, I know a, a little bit. A little bit, yeah, for sure. Um, Central LaFouche tonight entering a big stretch. You got to beat Destrahan. Friday, you got a huge one with East St. John. And then Saturday, you got a big one with Covington. Why not go win all three? All of them at home. They've got the opportunity there. They're 11-4. and four. It would be a big week for the Trojans, man. See if they can make some hay and um, uh, cover some ground there in a brutal Division I non select that's extremely unforgiving.
1: You know, look, I, I wish we can be there tonight to see that game because these seniors, I mean, how many schools in the state is their first home game in January?
0: Yeah, go support them, man. They deserve it. They're really good.
1: And, Mike, I think. I think they're going to come out ready to play tonight. Their first home game, they're going to be jacked up and ready to go. And keep that momentum going, Trojans. And uh,
0: you can make some noise. If the playoffs started today, and and granted, we're still a month plus away, but if the playoffs started today, isn't this ironic? They would be traveling to the Golden Dome and taking on the Santa Mont team that they beat in the Golden Dome earlier this season uh, that would be a 15-18, so boy, it's just crazy to look oh, at some of that. I wouldn't that would want be, that. I wouldn't want it. That would be a very interesting situation indeed. Let's catch a break when we get back out of the break. We're going to keep the train rolling. we got some NFL coaching news. Uh, we'll talk about the college football playoff national championship game. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this.
6: Terrio Douay, and Ontario. More than just an insurance company, they're marine insurance specialists. Whether it's fishing boats, cabin cruisers, sailboats, or marine industry, you can trust Terrio Duay Ontario to get you the coverage you need at a price you deserve for your home, your auto, life, fire, and health. They've been taking care of people since 1957. Call Terrio Duay Ontario at 475-5126. Just ask for Lynn Pierce or David O. Along Bayou Lafourche in Golden Meadow.
8: I got you, beads, doubloons, and music. Down here, it's all part of carnival season. Come get a taste of Mardi Gras and celebrate this season by playing $1 King Cake Crew from the Lottery. Went up to
3: $2,000. $2,000? Let the good times roll.
8: That's right, or join the parade with your crew and play $2 My Marty Crew with the top prize of a whopping $14,000. Dance to the beat of the drums and kick off your Mardi Gras season with King Cake Crew and my Mardi Crew from the Lottery. Went up to $14,000. There's no season like Mardi Gras and nothing like the Mardi Gras scratch-offs from the Lottery. Pick up yours today at any Lottery retailer. Must be at least 21 to purchase.
4: Absolute Fitness wants to welcome our community to come back and check us out. You'll discover an amazing environment and a friendly and welcoming staff at Absolute Fitness. We have a 12,000-square-foot facility with all new top-of-the-line equipment, new saunas, an amazing smoothie bar, personal trainers, and much, much more. Absolute Fitness offers many types of very competitive memberships, along with a dual membership with our proud partner, CrossFit Brackish. Absolute Fitness at 17092 West Main Street, Aliano.
8: 3T Oil Change is an efficient, quick loop service that offers oil changes for gas and diesel engines, brake tags, tire sales and services, engine and cabin air filters, bulb replacement, and wiper blades with the convenience of a drive through. No appointment necessary. 3T Oil Change on Main Street and Cutoff. Call 798 7401. Proud supporter of South Lafouche Sports. 3T Oil Change says go Tarpons!
0: Welcome back here to play by play. We've got about 20 or so minutes to go here and we've got some things left to cover. Yesterday was the college football playoff national championship game. Michigan got a decisive victory over Washington 34 to 13. Um, first and foremost, congratulations to Michigan on winning the championship. Don't know how long they'll possess that championship as uh, there's rumors and whispers and talks that they'll have to vacate it, but that's neither here nor there. Their players. Um, found a way. They were not the ones that were stealing signs. it would be their coaches. They deserved the championship. think they were the best team uh, in the playoffs. Don't know that they were the best team in the country, but they were the best team in the playoffs, and they get a 34-13 to 13 win. Um, had a bit of an epiphany last night, and maybe I'm wrong on this. Maybe I'm not. Um, Michael Penix Jr., the quarterback for Washington, was one of those dudes who was like a sixth year guy because of all the extra COVID years and everything. He literally played six seasons collegiately. Before the or right after the NFL draft, he turns twenty-four. And when I look at some of the really good players this year around the country, Bo Nicks, Jaden Daniels, Penix, a lot of those guys are the same. You know, fifth and sixth year guys who took advantage of their COVID stuff and Man, I went into this game last night thinking, like, Michael Penix Jr., like, he had a great year. He's going to be a really good pro, and he's really smart and uh, gets the ball out to the right places. And, look, I'm not all the way all out, but what I saw last night is something that I think we've seen a lot of in the last couple of years, which is teams get this 23-, 24-year-old, super-experienced quarterback And they master their system because they're more mature than the players they're playing against who are often 18, 19, 20 years old. And they just kind of get really comfortable because they're the big fish in the small pond. But last night watching Michael Penix, when the speed and physicality got ramped up to an elite level, he didn't look like the same player. So it left me wondering, is, is this guy truly a great NFL prospect or is this a guy who is playing 7- and 8-bitty as an 11-year-old because he was always older than everybody that he was facing? I don't want to throw big judgments about a guy based on one game, but he didn't look like the same player last night facing that Michigan defense. He didn't look comfortable under pressure. He didn't look comfortable unleashing the long ball like he had been doing. When he did, he was overthrowing it and was very inaccurate. He got intercepted a couple of times. And, look, give credit to Michigan for that. They did a lot of the things that made him uncomfortable. But I think that young man for Washington's draft stock got hurt last night. He did not look good. And I would be a little nervous now going forward if that would be my quarterback of the future in the NFL.
1: Absolutely it hurt his draft stock. It seemed like he wasn't ready for that stage. And Michigan, give credit to Michigan. They did a great job. had him confused. Uh, most of the game, he hurried some of his passes. Uh, he, he just he was off. I mean, it just it was a bad night for him, and you can't have those bad nights in that, on, on that stage. But uh, just watching the, the game, uh, every time, like when Michigan would score, did you notice on the Washington sideline there was somebody that was always cheering? What? Didn't they have that scout that was on their sideline? <laughs> <laughs> You're still he, alleging he, shenanigans he, from yes, Michigan. He, he, he would cheer, and after the game, Michigan's coach Harbaugh puts on sunglasses. That's the sunglasses that the scout was using to uh, as his disguise.
0: Oh man, come on, bro! You want to talk conspiracies? Give, give Harbaugh his roses. They won the championship, man. You know what's interesting? Yeah, I, I will not give him that. He... I, I, I didn't realize this until they said it on television yesterday. I didn't realize this. Washington is going into Michigan's conference next year. These two teams are going to play one another in the regular season. Wow. Um, I think it's actually going to be in the big house, which means that Washington's going to get creamed again. But um, I didn't realize that these are now going to be conference rivals going forward. Um. Harbaugh delayed the Gatorade bath. He actually was, showed a pretty athletic move of ducking it the first time. Then they got him the second time.
1: He had a scout knowing it was coming. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, for a Michigan team that finishes 15 in O'Brien, I'm going to ask you this, and I mean this not to demean anything that Michigan did. They played 15 games. They won 15 games. They beat Alabama, all that good stuff. I watched the game last night and thought to myself, Georgia would beat both of these teams. I think Georgia would have shut down Washington all the same like Michigan did. I think Georgia would have shut down. Look, McCarthy last night was 10 of 18. They didn't even try to throw the ball. You're not going to just line up and run it down Georgia's throat. I really believe that even though they're the national champions and they deserve it and yada, 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 not taking anything away, this year in the four-team setup, I don't know that the best team even made the playoffs.
1: I would agree. Uh, and I think if Georgia could have matched up with the big fronts from Michigan on offense and defense. Uh, but Michigan just kind of like bullied Alabama and uh, Washington up front. They came out. They punched Washington in the mouth. I mean, running the football and quarterback did enough. They made enough plays. And every time it seemed like washington was driving getting on it something would happen they, they you know uh overthrown or just different things but you got you got to give end of the day you got to give credit to michigan they um uh, like you said and the, the four teams they they were the best
0: so by the start of the next college football season late august early september will they still have their national championship or will it have been vacated by then vacated so you think that that's going to come pretty soon? Should. Um, next question. We've got some NFL vacancies, and, and we add Tennessee to the list. Let me pull up the list of teams here in the sport. New England may be looking. There's rumors that Belichick might be forced out. The Titans are now looking. Um, the Chargers are looking. The Raiders are looking. Though I think the Raiders should, should hire the guy who was their interim right. coach. He did an excellent job. Washington is looking. Chicago, not officially, but may be looking. Carolina is looking. Atlanta is looking. Um, Harbaugh to the NFL. You said yesterday he was sure. But then yesterday he goes on Scott Van Pelt and he's talking about spring practices. So I'm not, I don't know that he's necessarily a to leave. Which of these NFL jobs do you think he's most likely to take? Because I, I'm kind of on the, I, I think he's coming back to, to college. But which of these NFL jobs do you think he would be most likely to take? Charges. That that'd be the one I would want. You got a great young quarterback and a really good draft pick to try to get some weapons. That'd be the one I would want. He played for the Bears. They have the number one overall pick. Um, I don't know.
1: I, I just think there's going to be too much heat. Why even? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I mean, would that be a distraction if he stays, or even if he goes? I mean, whatever.
0: A- okay, so so let me ask you this: um, When the Will Wade stuff went down at LSU? Everybody was saying, oh, man, they're going to drop the hammer and this will be horrible. They won't be able to go to the playoffs or the NCAA tournament for years. And none of that ever ended up happening. And I think part of the reason why is because Will Wade was no longer part of the program and they didn't want to penalize the players who were not the guilty party there. If Harbaugh does leave, do you think it creates a situation where there might be some leniency from Michigan knowing that the rule breaker's out of the building?
1: Oh, I, I don't know because I, I think there's more than him involved. It's more than just him.
0: Hmm. It'll be um, very interesting. But, I mean, look, see. they want him back. No, oh, they want him back at a big, big money deal. They Like, they're they, willing to pay the I mean, heck go out go back,
1: him. we'll wait. He should have been fired way long before where,
0: I mean, he was caught. He cheated and he got caught? Yep. They won yesterday. That happens.
1: People get fired when that happens.
0: Um. Can I tell you a secret? <laughs> if the L, if the LSU job came open on the men's side, I would get bring way back almost immediately. <laughs> Does that make well, me a bad fan? No, look, I mean <laughs> y- the stuff that he did is not illegal anymore. Yeah, and, and and
1: second chance. I mean, why a lot of look, some of these like NFL players you know they hit women and things like. They back playing. So I mean, uh oh, you wrote something in an email or this and that. It, it was horrible and this and
0: that. Oh, yeah, the Groot and stuff is yeah, really bad. A second
1: <laughs> but a, a second chance, I guess. You know, you
0: So let me ask you this, and, and this becomes an ethical question. You're a coach and, and, and I'm not. I'm just kind of a fan who follows it. Is what Will Wade was doing which is paying recruits in some instances out of his own bank account is that worse than stealing signs illegally stealing signs and committing a crime identity theft to steal signs
1: it's all bad but if you have to pick one worse uh, identity theft is is
0: um, that's bad i'm with you i think that i think that the michigan situation is potentially way worse than the deception we'll of there. how
1: many people and it, yeah it's you make another you making someone up, a person up or God knows what they did.
0: I, I make a person up sometimes. Um whenever I order pizza, I never order it under my name. Yeah, and, and
1: crazy you talk to that person that you make up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I never order you pizza. You hold a conversation with them. Dude, me. look, this is a true story. I never ever order food under my own name because i'm always nervous like that i would have written something bad about this person's family or whatever they're going to see the name and spit in my food so i always make up an alias every time every time
1: oh my goodness
0: yeah i'm always like jeff or you know, steve or steve i guess would be my dad but so I'm, you
1: wake up in the morning and get
0: you get pizza. get some pizza yes indeed i'm glad you made that joke so i didn't yep. have to quick the Tennessee Titans made the difficult decision to fire Mike Vrabel. this is according to their owner Amy Adams Strunk who said today earlier today I spoke with Mike Vrabel and told them about my decision to make a change as head coach as I told coach Vrabel, this was a very difficult decision or this was as difficult a decision sorry as I've made as the controlling owner of the team Mike Vrabel uh, made the playoffs three times from 2018 to 2021 and had a 63% win percentage in those years. But in the last two seasons, the Titans have not made the playoffs and have struggled. I think part of that is because their quarterback sucks. Ryan Tannehill's not very good. Derrick Henry getting a little bit older. I think Vrabel's a good coach, and they're already the whispers, coach, that Vrabel is going to go to New England and that Belichick will be forced out and there are rumors and whispers that if Belichick is forced out, Atlanta's going to become a calling. They got Arthur Blank, and they've got an infinite amount of money. Belichick's a little bit older, and some say he's maybe losing the step. Would you fear him in the NFC South running the Atlanta Falcons?
1: Yes. I wouldn't want to see it.
0: I I tend to agree. I think that he's hungry to show that it wasn't all Brady in New England, and if he could get Bijan Robinson, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, and then just find anybody to play quarterback. Ah, who? That could be bad for New Orleans. I don't know that that's, that'd be a good situation for them.
1: Watch Winston go to Atlanta. Oh, God. That would be crazy.
0: That would be crazy. That would absolutely be crazy. Would
1: Belichick go down to the college ranks? I
0: don't know. I don't know that. I mean, if he could get a situation where he could not recruit, I would think so. I mean, he's like in his 70s. He don't want to be on the road and go and visit recruits' living rooms and all that good stuff. I don't but,
1: think he has to go on the road. Just his name.
0: Yeah. Um, you told me just a second ago, Kevin Steele retired at Alabama. Lane Kiffin's been saying all year Kevin Steele wasn't actually the defensive coordinator anyway. Mm-hmm. Don't know why he cared so much. But um you think there's a chance he'll go work with his boy? I know he and Nick are close.
1: Why not last two or three years together?
0: Hmm. As an LSU that, that, fan, that would
1: scare people.
0: As an LSU fan, I don't want any part of that. That's not something that I would be all that interested in. Um,
1: yeah, but can you imagine Saban yelling at Belichick on the side I, of? I found
0: this today on my social media. It was from you know how Facebook tells you, hey, you know you you said this eight years ago, blah blah blah. Do you want to share it? And it is a picture that I shared of Lane Kiffin and Nick. Don't we miss the old school days when Saban was berating and screaming at Lane Kiffin? Those were a fun time, man. That was it. That was always a whole lot of fun to see those two. It's like the Three Stooges, man. They butted heads constantly. They were effective. They won. But I miss those days where Saban would shove his boot in Nick's rear or, or in Lane's rear. Yeah, those days are gone. Those days are gone. He
1: was very calm.
0: Who is calm? Saving. This year?
1: Yeah. Towards his assistance and all. You didn't, well, behind closed doors, but you didn't see it on the sideline as much.
0: Um, Georgia has the best odds if you are a betting degenerate to win the national championship next year. Um, they entered the season as the betting favorite. Let me see if I could get you some odds or some other teams. Alabama is 6 to 1, they're second. Ohio State 8 to 1, Michigan 9 to 1, Texas 9 to 1, LSU 15 to 1, Ole Miss 14 to 1, so slightly ahead. LSU's first opponent for next year, USC is 35 to 1. And then Washington, how about this? Uh, Vegas doesn't think Washington's going to be very good. They're down at 60 to 1, so Washington apparently is losing quite a bit. Coach Prime and the Buffaloes of Colorado are 250 to 1 to win the national championship.
1: Keep your money. <laughs>
0: I was once told that uh you know betting on a on an underdog that's two fifty to one, yeah, if it hits, it's great, but you're just making a donation yeah. to the casino. It was really all did you cool.
1: see where uh Ole Miss's running back went?
0: Oh, I sure did, and and I saw the timing of it all too. Let's let's talk about that. Judkins, the great running back from Ole Miss, who entered the transfer portal, um, kind of weird. Like he, I was, think it's a weird move. He was he was very um. He was very featured in the Ole Miss offense. I don't know what went wrong there, but something went wrong there. And how about this for Ohio State being a troll? And this is part of the reason why I can't stand Ohio State and part of the reason why I was rooting for Michigan yesterday to stick it to Ohio State. With two minutes left in Michigan's national championship game win over Washington, Ohio State announces that they got when Sean Judkins out of the transfer portal just to try to throw a little bit of steam on their rivals. There's no way that timing was a coincidence. Judkins this past season in Oxford rushed for 1,158 yards and 15 touchdowns. He was a sophomore, now joining an Ohio State team that um, added Kansas State's quarterback in the portal after losing their own. Um, they couldn't have waited until tomorrow morning or, or today, this morning, to do that? like, Why did they have to do that right before Michigan celebrating the championship? Oh, because you said it. That, that's classic. Yep, man. it is. That, that's classic. <clears throat> Harbaugh yesterday uh, was asked about the NFL, and I know we talked about that just a second ago, but he, he downplayed it. But now here's the thing that he said that is drawing the, the um, anger of a lot of college football fans. He said it went exactly how he wanted it to go every game talking about his team. He said, in terms of the the off-the-field issues, we're innocent. And we stood strong and tall because we knew we were innocent. And I would just like to point that out. He continued, these guys are innocent. We overcame that. It wasn't that hard because the whole time we knew we were innocent.
1: Don't you have film of the guy?
0: Yeah, claiming innocence... Um, when you're on tape, it's, it's kind of an interesting flex there. Harbaugh says they're innocent. Now, I will agree with this. When he said these guys are innocent, I don't think his team did anything wrong. But he and his staff? Yeah. um, Playing
1: with words.
0: Michigan Athletic Director Ward Manuel said that he understands why people in the pros want to hire Jim Harbaugh. And talked to him about being a coach at the professional level. He said, if I were in the pros, I would want to talk to him just because of what he's accomplished. But he said, however, I'm not in the pros, and we want to keep him as our coach. That's my cross to bear. I'm super proud that Jim is our coach. Harbaugh is going to get a big money deal from somebody, either Michigan or somebody in the NFL. And in the past 12 months, he has been asked to not coach half of his <laughs> <Yeah>. team's games.
1: <sighs>
0: Isn't it a beautiful world with kind which of we world live world we live in. Beautiful world with which we Me. live. Um this transfer portal stuff is out of control. Um we'll see where it goes from here. LSU, Noah Kane announced yesterday he's going to the NFL draft. Um, if if Harbaugh does leave Michigan. We're we're pretty convinced that the Brian Kelly stuff was made up at this point, right? Like, I mean, he's hiring coaches, he's getting yeah. I, I
1: would, I would be uh, highly shocked if yeah Brian Kelly would leave. I,
0: I think that we've seen enough out of Baton Rouge in the last couple of weeks to indicate that he's going to be back next season. Um,
1: and if he, Michigan has their coach already.
0: The guy who replaced Harbaugh, yes, yeah, that's that's who I would oh. go with. I mean, he did an excellent job. He led them past uh, several quality teams during the course of the season. That that's who I would go with. Mark Slayball, and we'll leave you with this. Mark Slaybaum released his way too early college football top twenty-five rankings. He's got Georgia number one, Texas number two. Oregon, number three, Alabama, number four, Ohio State, number five, Michigan, number six. So he's got Michigan taking some some uh, a little bit of a step back. Ole Miss at seven, Missouri. Actually, that's a surprise, Missouri at eight. Where's LSU? Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. He's got LSU at 14. He said the Tigers have won 10 games in each of Brian Kelly's first two seasons. Um, and he kind of hints, as we elaborate, that kind of some of the things that um, we've said here is that if your offense takes a step back, but your defense doesn't take a step forward, it's going to be challenging. But he also says that he thinks that uh, Baker, the new defensive coordinator, is a good one and that the defense will make some strides. Let's see if we got Tulane here in this top 25. We...
1: I would think they would be out.
0: Yep, we do not. They're yeah. not in the top 25 and in, in the very early...
1: Close to it, but not, not in it.
0: Let me see here. Tulane, future... Schedules. Let's see who they play next year in the non-conference Tulane does. Let's see. I can't find it. I would love to see, though, like, do they have a big non-conference game? I know they played Ole Miss. Oh, here we go. Um, They played Ole Miss. Next year, Tulane is playing at Oklahoma and also home against Kansas State. So early in the season, they are going to challenge themselves. And this is a fun one. They're going to Louisiana Lafayette also, so that'll be a fun game. But that is a pretty tough schedule, though. Kansas State and Oklahoma, you beat both of them, <laughs> you're going to be in, in well, good yeah. shape. You beat one of them, you're going to be in good shape. But the Wave are going to be challenging themselves here uh, going forward. Thanks, to everybody, for listening. Thanks to Gage Griffin for the time. Thanks to Coach Pokey for the time. And a reminder tonight, we've got South Lafourche and South Terrebonne right here on KLEB. Uh, one game starting at 7, so you figure, Coach, in the in the About
1: 6.45. Game, yeah, we'll about
0: on- 10, 15 minutes before they'll be on the air. I'll be at Nichols State University. The Colonels are going to be taking on Southeastern, a boys game that was scheduled for last night, but the weather pushed it to tonight. And I look forward tomorrow to getting Turtle, getting uh, Brody Williams, and then a bunch bunch of scores from around the area. Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of the day. Love you guys. God bless.
6: You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.